When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Pats Nation? This is the CLNS Media Network's New England Patriots postgame show. Mike Molino alongside Marvin Azan. What's going on? Final score on this Thursday night, 38-24. to 24, The Patriots de- defeat the Indianapolis Colts at home at Gillette Stadium, 38-24 again. But the big storyline of the night, Marv, Tom Brady. Thomas Brady, the GOAT, the greatest to ever do it, cracked 500 passing touchdowns in this game. He now moves behind Peyton Manning and Brett Favre in third place, holding that record, 500 uh, passing touchdowns. What a game from Brady. What a game from the Patriots. Solid win, but yeah, another milestone for Brady. Huge milestone, man. 500 touchdowns. He's in in elite company. Peyton Manning, of course, Brett Favre. And Mike, he's not done. He is not done. He's going to keep racking them up. I wanted it to be tonight, though. When you found out, you know, he was three away, the offense has been a little slow. You wanted him to get three touchdowns tonight, and he did. It wasn't a perfect night, you know, from the offense in general. But Brady looked pretty damn good, 34 for 44, 340 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, but we got to put an asterisk on those interceptions. Yeah, we have to put an asterisk. One his fault. One his fault. Those interceptions were not his fault. First interception to Hogan, bounced off his biceps. That got intercepted. And then the Gronkowski interception mm-hmm. as well. You know, Gronk had it and got stripped off. So two interceptions that weren't Brady's fault, but overall a good game. Threw for 340. Brady looks good out there. 41 years old. When you see him, Mike, you know, he still looks like he's got it. The last touchdown he threw to Josh Gordon when he slanged it to the end zone. Brady's got that arm strength still there. You know, it's Absolutely. not it's not as great as it used to be, but don't get fooled by Brady. He's still he still got it. I mean, I think if you really watch these games, yes, the Patriots had a rough two weeks there with a couple losses, but for the most part, does Brady seem like he's the same? Oh, maybe he's lost a little bit here and there, but he doesn't seem that far off from being a very solid and great quarterback, great quarterback. in the league, Not especially solid. at the fact that he's 41 years old. And if you look over, over the history of 40, 41-year-old quarterbacks, 40-plus-year-old quarterbacks, I don't think any of them has looked as good as Tom Brady has looked five weeks into the season. And again, like I said, he still looks like he's – one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And this game showed no showed no different. I mean, again, he had two interceptions there that weren't his fault. But other than that, he started the game completing, you know, pretty much every single pass almost. Oh, yeah. And he was spreading, spreading it and around. he was spreading around all over to and getting a lot of people involved. I think Tom Brady, honestly, <laughs> I don't want to put any kind of cap on his career or anything, but the guy is looking great at 41. You know, there's a lot of season left to play. I don't think I haven't seen anywhere where he might just automatically start to decline, you know, towards the end of the season. On top of the fact that he just got a solid weapon back, he has a great 
you know, receiving core of, of, of guys out there who can make plays happen. Edelman's back. Gronkowski's still there. Josh Gordon, you know, we're definitely going to talk about him tonight. Yep. He has some trust in Dorsett. Uh, he looks to Cordell Patterson a couple times. Hogan is still there, even though he's been off and on. But Hogan is still there and the guy that he trusts. You know, Brady has a solid group of weapons. And even if he was to maybe lose a little step here and there, he has guys that can make plays down the field for him. Definitely. Let's talk about it, man. Julian Edelman is finally back. Mike, what was I saying during the four, first four weeks? You know, third downs was an issue. I said, once you get Julian Edelman back, that changes everything. You know, third downs become easier to complete. But what I forgot to mention is the first downs will become easier, too. You saw now that Josh McDaniel started throwing the ball a lot more in the first down yeah. to Edelman, you know, getting those easy five, six yards. And Edelman, something that we miss so much is he fights for those extra yards. Sure does. Those extra three, four, five yards. That's so important in the game. I was talking to one of my buddies during the week, Mike, and he was like, I have Edelman on the bench. You know, I don't know whether I should play him or stop him. I said, play him. That's Regardless, that is Brady's number one guy. Julian Edelman has seven receptions for 57 yards. Didn't reach the end zone, but he's not a touchdown type of guy. He's the one who moves, moves the, the chains. chains. Yep. He moves the chains, and that's what he did. Julian Edelman, he was second in receiving. The guy who was number one, Mike, your man, your guy right here. Called it. James White. He, start, he is the number one option right now in this Patriots offense. James White, 10 receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. And while we were watching this, I was talking to you, Mike. He's gotten so much better over the years. You know, when he first came in, you know, James White was that backup. You could put him in on third downs behind Deion Lewis, but he wasn't going to be shifty. He wasn't going to make those plays. You know, learning from Deion Lewis, really working on his craft, he's gotten so much better that he's he's dynamic out there now. Yeah, I really think that James White's confidence is at an all-time high. I think, obviously, his performance in the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons, you know, really took him to another level. And since then, his confidence has completely risen. But something about the way he's played this season, obviously knowing that Tom Brady has full-blown 100% confidence in him, he probably knows, similar to what you just said, he's probably, you know, he's the most targeted guy on the offense right now. Right. Tom Brady's looking for James White almost every time whenever he's on the field and he gets those snaps. So I think James White, you know, recognizes how important he is to this offense and knows his abilities and what he's capable of doing. And because of that, uh, it, his confidence, again, has skyrocketed. And I'm very happy to see it's something that I talked about leading into the regular season. I just felt like, you know, regardless of having Burkhead out there, regardless of having Jeremy Hill healthy when he was out when he was out there, regardless of having Sony Michelle a part of the, the team, you know, even though he was working his way back from injury, I felt that James White is a guy that was really going to step up this year. And obviously, maybe some of it has come at the cost of losing Burkhead, losing Jeremy Hill, but right. of course it, it, it has. But you know, he's taken the opportunity to be a main guy on offense, and he's completely ran with it. And I think everybody, and especially him and his teammates, they're excited that after the results they're getting from James White out there. Yeah. We're going to continue, you know, going through the stats of these offensive players, who's balled out. But I want to get to a couple of comments as well, guys. See what you got. You know, it's late night, but you guys are here out with us. So we got to, you know, we got to represent. Griffin has something I want to talk about, Mike. He said, if Hogan and Gronk didn't lose the ball, we could have had 14 more points. There was a point, Mike, where it was 24-10, and Griffin is right. It should have been 38-10. to 10. The Patriots had many opportunities 
to score. And those turnovers, you're lucky. This is a great game. You beat the Colts as you should have. But you are very lucky that you weren't facing a high-powered offense team. Because when you give up the ball that many times, they are going to score. The Colts scored 24 points with nobody playing. They had dudes that were washing cars last week that were catching the ball, okay? So, and Andrew Luck's a great quarterback, and he made it work, but he had the ample opportunity to do so. True. You can't do that against the team you're facing the following week in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You you turn the ball over like that, Mahomes will kill you. This dude is a killer. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that the Patriots still need to shore up. This wasn't a perfect game on the offense. But going down the line now, um, Sony Michelle, Mike. 18 carries. He didn't get the 100 yards, 98 yards in a touchdown. But he, but he also had a catch for 12 yards. He's looking really good out here, Mike. He is the key. I think he's the driving force to this Patriots offense that will bring them far into the postseason. Sony Michelle, because you can see it. He's dynamic. You can see the firepower once he once he shoots through the hole. He's taking a couple of guys down with him. He's not afraid of contact. He hits hard. And just through his playmaking, I think he can be the guy. His last touchdown that we saw him break through, there was a couple of times through these past two, three weeks where you saw that he could have had that, but he just got tripped up or something like that. Slowly maturely, we got to remember he's coming off an injury. So this is, what, his third game? He hasn't had no preseason, no nothing. Third game of real contact. Give him a couple of weeks, and we're really going to see how good Sony Michelle is. I agree with you 100%. Again, what Sony Michelle and James White are able to bring to this offense is truly amazing to watch. It started last week when they really said, okay, we're locking in on using James White and Sony Michelle. And we saw how they performed last week. And now you come into this game, and it was another situation where they literally went. A drive where Michelle White, Michelle White, they'll sprinkle in a pass here or there to Edelman and Gronk and Patterson or Dorsett. But a lot of the times that they're driving down the field, it's a lot of Michelle White, Michelle White. And these two guys are taking all the opportunities they're getting and making things happen. Neither one of them, you can't really look at one of them and, well, you know, one of them is kind of struggling. No, they're both making things happen. You know, obviously, you look at James White's stat line, he looks like he's a wide receiver out there. You know, he's putting up stat lines better than Julio Jones right now, right. in all honesty, at the running back position. Sheesh. That's just the honest truth. You can Sheesh. ask me firsthand. Julio Jones, I'm a Shout out to Julio, man. Great but wide receiver. James White is putting up – James White has more, you know, receiving touchdowns than Julio Jones right now, and that's just the honest truth. So, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just what it is. Let it go, but, Mike. Let it go. <laughs> all I'm saying is – you know, having Edelman back, knowing Gronk's out there, knowing that Brady has trust in Hogan, Patterson, and 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 um Dorsett, but knowing that you can hand the ball off to to Sony Sony Michelle to just punch it down, make some plays happen, and gain some yards, or knowing that you can spread out, you know, the receivers and have James like cut up the side and catch a little screen pass or right, something. Right. It's just a beautiful thing to watch offensively, and I think. You know, again, as Tom Brady has gotten older, there's two things that I've always asked and believe that Tom Brady should have, you know, as he continues to age and progress. One, solid protection. And from he has that. Tonight. And he had that. Solid protection. He didn't, he didn't take one sack tonight. And it's a beautiful thing to see when Tom Brady can go through a game and not get sacked at all. Maybe a couple of hits here and there. But even when he did get hit, yeah, he great. found Gronk one of the times where he took a big hit but still was able to make a play. So, again, two things I always ask for for Tom Brady. 
solid protection from the offensive line, one, and two, give him opportunities to have weapons and playmakers out there to do great things for him. And I think he really has that right now in terms of everything he has in terms of receivers, tight end, and running backs, and he's getting great protection from his offensive line for sure. I agree with everything you say. Mike, I have a challenge. What's up? I have a challenge for our listeners right now. If you're listening, I have a challenge. Listeners, viewers, whatever. Viewers, (laughs) listeners, definitely. So, Mike, if they follow us, they know we also do the Patriots Roundtable every week. Absolutely. We we follow up on the Patriots game. And on the Patriots Roundtable, I spoke to you and I said, Mike, if White and Michelle have another great game, we got to give them a nickname. Mm-hmm. There's got to be they, – they deserve a nickname because that's the tandem that's going to roll out. Yeah. So my challenge right now to everyone who's watching, go in the comments and let us know. Give us some ideas of what nicknames you can give for Michelle and White because we got to start bringing it out on this show. Yeah. They, they deserve it, Mike. Whatever kind of play you can make off their names, their numbers, I don't care what it is. Anything. Start dropping some nicknames. We'll shout you out with whatever you come up with, whether it's good, bad, funny, not, whatever the case may be. Because like Mark just said, honestly, those are the two guys that's going to be that's making it happen, making right. it happen out of the backfield, you know, for the rest of the season, as long as they're out there and healthy. So, yes, they do need a solid nickname. Let us know. You know, we're going to – we got to put a poll out there or something for somebody mm-hmm. start rolling some nicknames because they absolutely deserve it 100%. All right, a um, couple comments. You guys are shooting some good comments out here. Um, Griffin, another one. Claiborne. Hmm. Claiborne. He 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 wasn't bad, Mike. This this game, you actually saw his name get called out there. He was forcing pressure. Um, the, I believe the interception. Who got the interception that I'm thinking of right now? Jonathan Jones. John, John was oh, it Patrick Chung? Patrick Chung's interception. Yeah. It was Claiborne who forced the pressure on Luck to get that done. So Claiborne was was finally making a name for himself in, on this defense, and it needed to be so because, you know, Malcolm Brown did get hurt in this game. We don't know the extent to that as of right now. So Claiborne stepped up in this game. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, Claiborne is a guy who coming out of the preseason I was very high on, and then start the first couple of games of the season, he just seemed to have disappeared and nowhere to be found. But – with everything that's happened, this is two, you know, pretty solid weeks from the defense. Obviously, you know, gave up 24 points. One of them came, touchdowns came late uh, to Ebron in the end zone and in, in, in the late in the fourth quarter. Um, but for the most part, the defense has been pretty solid. If you could get a guy like Claiborne to step up and continue to help with putting pressure on the quarterback, similar to what we saw early in the game that came from uh Trey Flowers and whatnot. If you get a guy, Claiborne, that's locked in and can add to that pressure and get into the quarterback, man, it's very dangerous. It's very da- dangerous guys up front you have there if Claiborne is able to lock in. you know. Oh, I'm looking at the comments here. Guy Clifton Brown came in with a comment for our James White and Sony Michelle nickname competition. He says lightning and thunder. I'm assuming James Light is the lightning. Mm. Sony Michelle is the, the thunder. thunder. That makes sense to me. Hey, Clifton, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what you're getting at. And I like that nickname. I, I really do. That's no, not that's not, not bad, bad at all. all. Yeah. But I've been watching Black Lightning, so that's what that might get me a little confused because they got <laughs> they got characters called Lightning and Thunder. Oh, for really the God. Um, he he has something to say, you know, even though we're talking about Claiborne causing the pressure. Luck had too much time, especially up big, knowing he has to throw the ball. 
It was your pin your it was a pin your ears back time, and I just didn't see it enough. Oh, for really to God, I I agree with you 100 percent And if this was old, a younger luck back in the day, luck would run mm-hmm. and kill you. And he just didn't did do that. You know, luck's more of a throwing possession quarterback now, now that he's progressed to the injuries and everything like that, saving his body. But luck had a lot of time. Like, you know, you saw if we look at his um, his receivers, a guy who killed us, Rodgers and Grant. Rodgers, eight receptions for 66 yards. Grant, six receptions for 58 yards. And their running back as well, um, Hines, seven receptions for 45. So Luck was really slinging it out there, man. He threw, he threw himself for 365 yards. He didn't have a bad game at all with the weapons that you don't have T.Y. Hilton. You don't have your number one tight end in Doyle. He had a lot of time in there. When you're watching, like, oh, boy. So the pass rush is still a problem. Um, I got a text early from one of our buddies saying, where's Derrick Rivers? Mm-hmm. You know, Derrick Rivers is someone you might m- might want to, you know, give him a look maybe on a Sunday night against Kansas City just to switch things up because you need to start adding more pressure. Trey Flowers is great. Obviously, he's clearly the best defensive player on this team right now. But he, we need a lot more. It's, and I'm saying it again, this Colts team is not good. Mm-hmm. This is a young Colts offense. So you can't you can't rely on this game and say, okay, the Patriots defense did well. Although Gilmore and Jason McCourty, which we can talk on as well, they had good games. Yes. They had a really good game. But Luck was targeting the linebacker. He was targeting McCourty, um, the other McCourty, the safety McCourty. And he was targeting um, Jonathan Jones. So there's still a lot of need for, for need for improvement in this pass rush. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Another guy that I saw mentioned here was definitely uh, Dante Hightower. And according to Ofer, really the God, he said, you know, Dante Hightower is quiet tonight. I'm looking at his stat line, and I think he only he had five tackles. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, honestly, it wasn't really – he had five tackles. Yeah, that's great. But I may be – some of what we know from Dante Hightower over the years is the impact plays. You know, he's the one that's probably getting that hit to force the fumble. He's the one that's maybe getting some solid pressure on the quarterback. He, so far this season, hasn't really, you know, stood out defensively. He's just honestly been another guy out there. And that's not the Dante Hightower that we've known over the years. And obviously, does it matter too much? No, the Patriots are sitting at three and two right now with two games that they played and had pretty, you know, decent defensive performances. But Dante Hightower, who guy who's probably a leader on this team, leader defensively, you know, he's just kind of been average out there. And if he's ever able to turn it around and maybe not necessarily turn it around because, again, five tackles, that's pretty good. Obviously, you know, there's other guys out there who's putting up big numbers. You know, Van Noy finished with eight tackles. Landon Roberts. Van Noy's having a great. He great sure game. is. A Landon Roberts out there, six tackles. We talked about Trey Flowers. Um, but yeah, Dante was just a, another guy out there, and obviously he's playing his position. He's staying healthy, and maybe that's yeah. all we could really ask for. If maybe he's not the same guy that he was before, who knows? But you know, at the end of the day, I think if the Patriots can collectively continue to put out solid performances. Obviously, maybe Dante Hightower is not going to shine and be the guy at the top of the line in the face of the defense. But if he can just contribute to the the collective success of the defense, I think 
it is what it is, you know, Dante Hightower, just continue to do what you're doing and, and help the defense have success moving forward. A lot of comments coming in. I see that. A lot of comments coming in. I see that. Um, Travis Scott said that the play where the tight end caught the TD over the middle of the field was all on Chung and McCordy. No communication whatsoever. Can't give up those long passes. We dropped eight into coverage. SMH. I was shaking my head too. Mike McCordy, Devin McCordy, the safety, has really struggled when he, he's assigned the tight ends. When he's assigned the tight end, it's been a struggle. We know Chung, that's his that's mainly his thing. But, you know, when you switch up coverage, if you're moving from zone to man, sometimes McCordy, as a strong safety, is going to need to take that guy. Free safety is going to need to take that guy. And he struggled through a couple of games now in covering, just covering the tight ends in general. We saw that he had a great play against um, Grant, I believe, who caused the um, – Pascal, who he caused a fumble from. But tight end coverage has been really poor from the safeties. Yeah, and I mean, definitely looking at uh, McCourty. He's a guy who there's a reason why he's no longer playing cornerback. He came into the league, you know, he had a first a solid rookie season. Second season, he was absolutely garbage. And then the Patriots loved something about him, and they moved over to safety. And you know, he's had a successful career there. But I feel like, you know, playing, you know, cornerback, playing man on man coverage is not his strong suit. He's great back there roaming and helping out in coverage when need be in the zone, especially. Uh, he's a solid tackler. You can see that from the tackle that he had in the strip phone that he had against Pascal, I think you right. said it was. But when it comes to man-on-man -man coverage, it's really not his strong suit, you know, for whatever the case may be. I don't know. His brother, you know, you know, as, as much as they are twins, they look alike, whatnot. You know, some has this pros and cons to the game. And I obviously, I think you know, Jason McCourty is probably the better man-on-man -man, uh, defender out, out of the two. And and Devin is just a solid zone guy helping over the top and whatnot. But, yeah, he has struggled. And, and I think hopefully <laughs> moving forward, it can kind of get, you know, dusted under the rug with, you know, solid performances and not really brought to the light. Or maybe teams don't really – if teams really continue to get hip to the fact that, okay, this guy's not really – it hopefully doesn't get exposed too much in terms of his lack of ability to be able to cover it, you know, tight ends sometimes. So let's hope that that's not the case moving forward, man. I mean, because like Travis Scott just brought up, your face, you got Travis Kelsey coming coming next Ooh, week. Boy. Hey, Travis Kelsey, that's a bad you man. You don't want to see McCordy on Kelsey, man. That's a bad man. Oh, no, no. And quick correction, I said it was Pascal who fumbled. It was Wilkins. Okay. The running back, okay, Wilkins, to discover. But hold on. Pats, Boston, sports fans in general. Do you want to get killer seats to see your favorite team for the price of a beer or a large pizza? Tired of, tired of paying all these inflated markups from brokers or last-minute convenience charges, so you end up paying courtside prices for nosebleed seats? Go to O-N-E-I-N-1-Z-E-R-O, Z-E-R-O-D-O-T dot C-O. That's one in one zero zero dot C-O. Feel lucky? Try it now. The novelty of one in 100 in that there's no other place online that's doing online raffles to win tickets to events. It's a totally new way to score tickets to your favorite events or new way to score Boston Celtics tickets. 
or maybe the Patriots tickets. Tickets to events are hard to get and you can only get good ones, but they're too expensive. The cost to potentially score tickets with one in 100 is a small fraction of the actual ticket price. Score a pair of tickets for less than the cost of a beer. The first raffle ticket is a free is free for after you sign up. The experience of using one in 100, which is extremely fun and exciting from picking your lucky number to the feeling potentially scoring premium tickets. Feeling lucky? Try it. One in 100.co. That's O N E I N 1 Z E R O Z E R O dot C O. One in 100. All right, man. Solid right there. I have a major question for you, though, Marv. Yes. You know, before we kind of shift over, maybe possibly get into the stars and stars of the game. One major question, you know, viewers, definitely drop your comments as well. Are we concerned at all with the fact that I think somebody may have brought this up a little bit, but are we concerned with the fact that, you know, Rob Gronkowski isn't really having a real dominant, you know, I would I don't want to say breakout, but it's just a real dominant season that we may have expected from a guy who was, was coming into the season fully healthy, wasn't really dealing with anything, had a great offseason, able to, you know, work out or whatnot, even though there's a lot of back and forth in terms of retirement and possible right, trades right. and whatnot. He came into the season healthy. And so far, he's just been somewhat of an average tight end, not the guy who's out there two or three touchdowns that we've seen before. Mm -hmm. He's just been average. Are we any bit concerned about what we're seeing so far this season from Rob Gronkowski, or is it just a matter of they have a lot of options and weapons out there? Um, so week one, he had a great game against the Texans. We saw him, you know, the big catch over double yep. coverage and whatnot. You did ask me that question then, right? He looked, he looked, he looked great. He looks just like here. he looked like Gronk. Week one, and then just from two. From two to five, it hasn't been great. But look at his numbers, right? Six recept six receptions, 75 yards. This is when you have all your offensive weapons. Yep. That's a Gronk night. Mm -hmm. Usually, it just comes with the touchdown. Mm -hmm. You know, Gronk is a guy who averages maybe four to six receptions a game, 50 to 80 yards. Probably two touchdowns with that. With a touchdown or two. So the thing with Gronk is it's just – He's not getting the touchdowns that we're so used to. I don't think the numbers are too crazy. Obviously, Jacksonville played great against him. Mm -hmm. Detroit, I'm just going to act like that game just never happened from the Patriots in general. <laughs> last week, he didn't have a great game against. Who did we play last week? I'm Dolphins. Already, Dolphins. The Dolphins. Dolphins, he didn't have a great week, although the Patriots played well. And he did leave. He did leave in the third quarter. Teams are double-teaming Gronk, and they always have. And now Brady with the James White, now you add in Edelman. He's got more options, and Gronk's going to have his time. I'm not concerned about Gronk yet. I think seeing him today, he looked he looked pretty good out there. You saw that he had the nice diving catch. You saw the time when Brady got popped, and he was still able to get it to Gronk. Gronk's going to be fine. Teams are playing more physical. They're double-teaming them, and that's going to open things up. You saw Edelman, you saw Hogan get open at times because Gronk is getting double teamed, yep. which is fine. And Brady's Brady's like, listen, man, I've thrown six interceptions already. Y'all got to chill. I'm not going to keep throwing it to Gronk when you guys are double teaming like yeah. that. I'm not concerned about Gronk. Six receptions, 75 yards is a Gronk night. It's just missing the touchdowns. 
True. You know, I just think some people probably have felt like, especially with the time before Edelman, you know, Gronk probably should have greater stats and put, put up numbers, but a lot of the factors, having bad games, you know, dealing with a lot of double coverage, I think a lot of things factors in on that. I saw a comment here, I think, coming in from Clifton. He feels that Gronk is probably hurt. You know, maybe that is the case. You know, all leading up to this game, there's a lot of question marks about his ankle, you know, up until maybe yesterday. It probably was it probably was some uncertainty in whether he was going to play or not, um, but he was able to lace him up and be out there. So I think uh, similar to what Marv just said, combination of a lot of things, but right now the Patriots have a lot of weapons. As long as they stay healthy, Patriots have a lot of weapons, which is not a bad thing at all. You can't be mad at that. Yes, everybody wants Gronk to play well and put up big numbers, but if Brady has a lot of guys he could choose from that can make big plays down the field, pick up yards, move the chains, whatever the case may be, you can't really argue with that. You know, and I think Gronk is fully locked in and being a part of this team, playing with Tom Brady that, you know, he probably himself doesn't care that he's not putting up any crazy numbers. Again, a lot of touchdown passes. At the end of the day, you know, I think he's fully ingrained in the Patriot way and just get a win, whatever whatever the case may be, however, get, however it gets done, get the win. So if he's not getting some of those end zone looks, which they will come in time, I definitely right. think Gronk will get looks in the end zone and be have a solid end of the season with a decent amount of touchdowns. But I think at the end of the day, it's all about the collective success of the team. Real quick, real quick, I know we want to transition, but there there was a great question that was asked. Oh, yeah. There was, a, there was a great question that was asked oh, earlier. Saw this, earlier. Yeah. And we're not going to, you know, have a great big debate on it, mm -hmm. but we can on our Patriots Roundtable show that sure you guys can. should check out during the week. But my quick question from Clifton, it was, would you rather have Welker in his prime or Edelman in his prime? And it's like Clifton was there with us today. Yeah. Because we we had this conversation. Sure did during we the game. We had this conversation during Clifton. the game today. So it's really crazy. So we're not going to get too in. I just want to get your answer. I'll give my answer. And then maybe in the future we can really dive into that question because right, that's an amazing quick. question. Real just quick, quick, just your answer. Won't go too much about it. I'm gonna take Edelman in his prime. I just feel like he's the tougher player. Real close, super close. I'm gonna say Welker. Bam. If you got comments, drop them in. Let us know. Again, this is a conversation that we can definitely have on our Patriots roundtable show that we do during the week. Uh, be on the lookout for that. But definitely a solid question there uh, from Clifton. But Looking at the time, late night, but a great game. Patriots got the win. So you know we definitely have the stars and mm -hmm. the sorries mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. This is this is prestigious, guys. This is this is the ceiling that's Patriots post-game star. This is a prestigious award. You want to be a star. Absolutely. And the way this game unfolded, I think it's no surprise to much, to many people at all. The guy, the GOAT, the legend. Tom Brady yeah. threw four career touchdown pass number 500. You know, he's now behind Bray, uh, sorry, Peyton Manning and Brett Favre. And, you know, he's he's probably a game or two away from passing Brett Favre and moving into second place. Obviously, Drew Brees is right there. And well, eventually gonna fun, they're going to be, fun you know, going back and race, forth probably. Fun race between them um, two. But right now, like it does, Brady has 500 touchdown passes. And it's a great feet great milestone great accomplishment for him in his illustrious career so for me he's definitely getting a star of the game congratulations to tom brady been an amazing career 500 touchdown passes not many guys have that not many guys will even sniff that but you my friend are there and because of that 
you, my guy, Tom Brady, you are a star of the game. I love it, Mike. I love it. He deserves it because you said it. I'm going to go another route. I'm going to give the star of the game. He deserves this, Josh Gordon. Mm, Josh Gordon, I'm going to give him a star of the game because, you know, there's been a lot of mixed feelings with bringing Josh Gordon in. Oh, absolutely. If you listen to Sports Talk Radio, I'm not going to say these two bozos' names, but there's been two bozos on Sports Talk Radio that's just been pooping. I can use a stronger word, but just pooping. Stick with pooping on this show. They've been pooping on Josh Gordon, you know, obviously with all the struggles that he's been going through, whether it's mental health, staying on the field and whatnot. But so far he's been coming in. He's bought into the system, hobbled a little bit, but he finally got that touchdown. And it was a great play, Mike, you know, getting yes. in front of the receivers. Brady threw it out there. Brady, you could tell Brady wasn't sure. But he was he's, dancing out there. He was dancing. You know, he sent a, he could have sent a text or two, said hi, Giselle, whatever. <laughs> but he threw it out there. Gordon made the play. You know, it was more Gordon than Brady. We got to give him credit for that play. And I'm happy for him. I'm just really happy that, you know, second week in playing, he finally got a touchdown with the Patriots. And this could be a real confidence booster for, for both. Brady has trusted him. Gordon's finally got that touchdown, that monkey off his back. Now that they, they can go out there and play ball. And he's not playing many snaps yet. Yeah. You know, he's not playing too he's many snaps. He's easing into it. So yeah. he's really easing in whether he's hobbled or not. So Josh Gordon, you know, coming out here, really balling, two receptions, 50 yards, touchdown. You get the star of the game. Start of game, Brady. Start of game, Josh Gordon. So another, another couple comments come in. There's been a lot. There's been a lot throughout. Definitely, and a guy here uh, gives Sony Michelle a star of the game. He yeah. definitely deserves one. I saw Lightning and Thunder get the stars. James White, obviously, he can, he's a star candidate week after week. On my know, fantasy. Lucky guy, I wanted to draft him, but we ain't even going to get into that. So, yeah, I see the comments coming in. But when there's the good, sometimes there got to be some bad mm -hmm. that balances out with it. And when you're bad on this show right here, the Patriots post-game show, we tell you, sorry. So, looking at the stats, watching how the game unfolded, you know, it's tough. The stories, here's what I'll give a sorry to. And, you know, call me a bad guy. Sorry. <laughs> but here's what happened. The Indianapolis Colts players took a lot of big hits tonight. And I, don't, I don't really, I don't have the name of all the players that took big hits. Sony Michelle was laying out the boom, boom. And, you know, I don't have the players, all the players that took big hits and have to leave the game for whatever the case may be. They lost a lot of guys tonight off of getting big hits. I mean, the name of the game is football. Hits are going to happen. And these guys just getting cracked left and right with these solid hits. So it's very sad to see that, you know, you have to leave the game with the injury because you just got popped off a clean football play. A lot of those plays, you know, there weren't no flags. It wasn't lowering the, the, the helmet or anything. You just got straight popped and couldn't get back to your feet. It's a very unfortunate situation. Guys had to leave the field, leave the game. Some probably weren't able to return. But to those fellas right there who just took some licks tonight, some licks, you know what licks is, look it up. Those guys who took those licks tonight, for myself, I definitely have to give those fellas a big fat sorry and a postcard hallmark. Get well soon, fellas. Yes, sir.
couple of sorries out here. People talking about the hands. There's a sorry that I'm gonna use. Secondary gets a sorry. Ah, uh, the safeties weren't good. Your main guys, Jason McCourty, Gilmore, they played well. So I want to give them a sorry. But I'm not mad at your sorries that I'm reading right now. Once oh, Benetary. Out of Benetary. We can't say sorry to him because he helped us out. Sure he, knew what he's, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> Rubbed a little Patriots a little bit with uh, a misfield. We weren't going to win anyway. <laughs> I mean, uh, but the sorry I'm going to give to is to the new Patriots mascot. Chris Hogan. Oh my goodness. <laughs> number I didn't know. I didn't know the oh mascot wore number 15. You know, he finally gets the opportunity to play. First four games. Oh my goodness. No Edelman. You are the guy. Philip Dorsett doesn't know the playbook. Corderell Pattis is wrong in the wrong way. Chris Hogan, first four games, no Edelman, your time to shine. Not only did you not shine, you are nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. You know, you had a you had a little spark, I believe, against the Lions where you scored two touchdowns. And those are the only two catches you got. Then you come to this game. The, the whole gang, the whole gang is back. The boys are back in town. Oh, the boys back. are back in town. Chris Hogan, Brady throws you the ball. And it was it was it was just a sorry a sorry sorry drop this off the biceps uh, off the bicep ricocheted off got, gave Brady gave Brady an interception you know the guys hunted for five hundred at the time what are you what are you doing Chris Hogan has lost his spot Philip Dorsett has taken over his sure position Philip Dorsett has outplayed Chris Hogan. And Chris and Patterson, <laughs> Patterson, not too far off. <laughs> Patterson, anytime he gets the ball, he's making plays. Sure is. So, Chris Hogan, my my guy, when did you become the mascot? Oh boy, when did you become the mascot? <laughs> so, Chris Hogan, aka Pat the Patriot, Pat the Patriot. Oh my God, we're gonna give you a little a little song song, and it goes like this: Sorry. Yeah, Chris Hogan. Maybe you could go over there with the militia man and pop one of them off in the air a couple of times. Yeah, Clifton, <laughs> you did call him Hollywood Hogan, man, and you you made me say it. You made me say it live, and I, I feel sick. I, I feel sick. It is what it is, you know. At the end of the day, like you just said, the boys are back in town. They're fully healthy. They got a brand new weapon in Josh Gordon. James White's playing out of his mind. Sony Michelle is fully you know, enrolled in his position, doing his thing. You know, Patriots could be on the up and up moving forward. You know, next week they have a big matchup, Sunday night matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that's playing out of their minds right now. Yes. If they have to do early, early, early MVP, you know, that boy, odds, that Patrick Mahomes ball. is probably at the top of that list, the way he's been slinging the ball in Kansas City. It's going to be a real test. Patriots had a good good game and beat down the Dolphins. They had a good game and kind of beat down the Indianapolis Colts tonight, but now they get tested. You know, they've been on the up and up the last two weeks. They get tested with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, next week. So 
like you already know, Marvin and myself will be here to break down, recap, and yes, analyze that yes, game. Yes. Again, look out for us on the Patriots roundtable. That will be dropping during the week. Um, any final words, Marv, before we head out of here on this late, late Thursday night? Yo, shout out to y'all, man. You guys make this show awesome. We're continuing to do this every every time after the after the show, just because of you guys, man. The interaction has been amazing. Oh, great. You know, follow us on Twitter, CLNS underscore Marv, CLNS Mike, not underscore Mike Nice. Spread the word, too. Spread the word. Let us know let, we have Sunday night's going to be a big game. Let let the whole past nation, let's have this conversation. Right here on this show. Definitely. So Come talk to us. Shout out to y'all, man. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, hey, someone give me a shout out. <laughs> hey, Mike. Mac, hey. Mac, yeah, you got to upgrade a little bit. <laughs> Something nice here. Now we, we, we tag team it for real out here with the two Macs. Uh, but with that being said, this has been the New England Patriots post-game show powered by CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all New England professional sports. We will see you guys next week. Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs, will be holding it down right after the game. Tune in with us right here. We will see you guys next week.